found friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, And I'm David. Ooh, Ooh. You came off the pan like a thing of sizzling bacon, my friend. Way to go. How's your <laughs> it's week a perfect been? way to start the day. Um, it's the end of the day here. Uh, my week has been good. You know what I figured out about my job, which is uh, not huh. particularly exciting? I'm a, working as a sub-teacher at a high school, and... Uh, all I do is uh, supervise teenagers who most of the time don't need supervision, but it's just that 10% of the time that they do. That's why I have to be there. But I figured out that they're basically, because I have all that free time sitting at that desk, they're basically paying me to do all the things that I've been procrastinating doing at home for months. So it's actually yes. a pretty good deal. Yeah, Pretty good deal. You know what? You know what? Those are the best, well... They're the secondary best jobs, because at the end of the day, if you don't have something to do during them, it's absolutely the worst. You're just wasting time. But, but, and I had this during my, my stint in college, is the best jobs are the jobs that pay you to do other work because you're already at work. And so therefore you, you have that free time to actually get other work done. I, I, in college, I worked in our, um, our counselor, our advisor office. So a lot of people would come in for appointments, but when they didn't, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs, looking for things to do. I got so much homework done. I got so much, uh, I, I was, uh, essentially I was being paid to catch up on sports get my homework done, watch movies. It was mm. the absolute best yeah. time. And I, I've, I gathered a lot of time and got paid doing so. Mwah, in the beautiful. past, in the past several weeks, I, I used, I used quite probably an inappropriate amount of time to, to, um, to watch a lot of the Oscar nominated movies. Cause I think I've said it before on the podcast, I set out to watch every single Oscar nomination and yesterday I did it. I watched the very last movie, and I'm talking wow. every single category, the shorts, the documentaries, the documentary shorts, the international, everything. Every single category, I've watched every single movie that is nominated, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week when we're going to be discussing that. Yes, yes, our first preview, but yes. also, just, just really quick, because I don't think that this will give it away. What was the last film that you saw that was in the Oscar category? Because I don't the think I could do the reverse. The where... last film was was yeah. the uh, was Promising Young Woman, which is actually nominated in five different categories. Wow. Yeah. That's Five hilarious categories. that that was your last one. I, you I, know, I, I would have thought it would have been like an animated short or something. No, I, I I did all the shorts, except for the documentaries. I did those a while ago. But all the all the animated and live action shorts I did in like one day because I rented them. I had to mm -hmm. rent them from like a movie theater in Seattle. Right. <laughs> but I, I seriously, I went to lengths to, to achieve this goal of mine. Um, but no, Promising Young Woman, I, I started it weeks ago and then I decided, you know what? I'm going to save this for later. All right, this week we're talking about hobbies, uh, things we like to do with our free time. You know, I, I once upon a time, I would have considered theater a hobby, but that's kind of what I do for a living. So, um, <laughs> and talking uh, on a microphone. Um, but but these are the things that we're very not- very colorful microphone. we're definitely not paid to do. Um, and um, Phil, uh, this was kind of your baby. Yes, it was. I just thought that, again, in the interest of, ex well, I'd say exposing ourselves, but it's not exactly like we're just, you know, sitting here naked across from one another, although that would be a very fun podcast. That would be, you know, strip podcast. Has anyone done that? I don't even think it would get ratings. Anyways, it would for us. Uh, <laughs> I just did a very, I think we both did, we both did a very office look to camera there because <laughs> yeah. we are taping you know, this. You know. 
Yeah, we should rename the podcast Hair Down There Podcast if we ever strip down to our willy-nillies. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it could be a discussion about what to do in that in the hedge area. I'm sorry that that How was many? that was a tunnel. <laughs> that was a that was a tunnel that I just I could not get away from. I'm so sorry. Talking about hobbies, which has absolutely nothing to do with pubescent hair, uh, we are talking about what our favorite things to do that aren't oh. that we aren't being paid for. Absolutely, that we find interest and fun and invest time into because yeah. there are things that that hobbies that I'm sure that you have that I find completely stupid and uh, would never do myself. And I'm I am fully confident that there it is likewise, especially for a man who likes Kanye and a man who disdains him. Mm. Yikes! Yeah, what? you didn't. <laughs> you did, yeah. Just, yeah. just the name. It's like in the name of like such and raw Jared emotion. Leto just rub me oh, the wrong yes, way. Jared Leto. We got it. That's you know what? Not next week. Some week in the future. We got to talk about celebrities. We we have absolutely no reason to truly disdain. Right. And, yeah, and, and I should and clarify. Love. Like I don't have any. Like there's no personal. Nothing. It's completely irrational. Just based right. on. Nothing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that uh, yes. in a later podcast. All right, so uh, I'll start us out. Okay. I'll start us out. Um, one of my, my, probably the first one, if you know me, uh, there's, I'm a very competitive person. In case you haven't to- uh, figured that out by the fact that we have a game each and every week in this podcast. I love games. I love to win. Uh, hate to lose, but I'm a very competitive person. I love sports and all this. So, so in the interest of that, I have a fair amount of game-like things that are in my hobbies. Uh, I realize that they might be similar, but uh, I think that they're different enough that they justify their place in this list. So my first one is video games. Video games Mm. for me is a tremendous hobby. I'm very cognizant of the fact and how easy it is to lose one's self in this category and just how far down the rabbit hole you can go. So it's always a challenge for me for somebody who loves games and loves to constantly challenge myself to get better, to not just every single day go to the the wit and the full measure out of just training and do better in gaming each and every single day, day after day. Uh, I Because if I could, and I have, I could just wake up, play games from dawn to dusk, maybe stop for snacks, stop for a, a, a poop and a sausage, and then come back and, and just play the rest of the day. But I love video games. Uh, some of my favorite games uh, are, let me think, uh, Halo. I love football. Uh, not international version just american football and then recently me and a group of friends have been playing this uh game called dead by daylight Mm. so nothing 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 like rocket league nothing too on the mainstream i'm not even into fortnite i'm not into first person shooter games um but my personal conduit into gaming is stuff that i can really play with a small group of friends that i know and uh if not that of course sports yeah would i would now would i uh, have suggested this to somebody younger, a young Philip, what I've said, steer away from gaming and go into a different venue of life. No, I, I think it's actually quite conducive. I think it improves a lot of essential skills down beneath. And as long as it's healthy, anything that's healthy, I think is, uh, uh, is just that it's, 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 um, it can yeah, be anything in moderation good to invest. Yes, of yeah, course. Within reason. Of course. So I'm, yeah, I'm very aware of my time spent yeah. in gaming and uh, just how far down the rabbit hole I would go as far as finances in case I wanted to go 
go and purchase every single game in the world or something. So, uh, Hoffman, what's the first off of your list? Uh, first thing on my list, something I haven't actually done much in years, uh, is, uh, drumming. I, I was a drummer all through middle and high school. I started out in sixth grade band. We had to choose an instrument and I was like, I ain't playing the flute or the clarinet. It is going to be saxophone because it's seductive or oh, drumming yeah. because it's seductive in another way because it's kind of badass, you know? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the drummer I, I is the set. second one who pulls. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think so. Yeah, um, the singer's the number one pull and then drummer's second. Yeah, but then, you know, bass players and guitarists w- would have something to say about that as well. So sure, sure. I just sure. Think, I think being in a band in general just generally works um, not that it really worked for me in middle and high school, <laughs> right. just, yeah, um, I was, uh, yeah, so I was a drummer. I, I, and it's good that I didn't choose another instrument cause I think I would have been crap at anything else. And that's not to say that I was an amazing drummer, but I always loved it. Um, Jake Corlang, who's our, our that slaps bass player. Yes. He and I were in a band together when we were 12 no, from, really? from age 12 to, well, until we graduated high school, we, we played, we jammed together. We played together a lot. Way to go, Jake. Yeah. All Way six years. Yeah, I know it's, it's his, his claim to fame really is, is being my bass player. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's, what's really going to promote his career <laughs> yeah, going forward. Yeah. Just, just have a look at his Instagram following compared to mine and, and you'll know that I'm completely oh, full yikes. of shit um way to pull out your sacks jeez Louise. um anyway yeah drumming um was was something that i've always loved I, I was never amazing at it but i got i was pretty good especially rock and stuff like that jazz was always a, a lot more challenging um i would i'm curious in another life would you would that have been a career would that have been would I, you have I, yeah uh, when tried i tried to go and be when i was like 13 14 i i i did dream a, a little bit about about actually making it as, as a band um like the, wow. us guys you know jake included yeah um and he's a professional musician now so he's he's really living that that lifestyle so he but had the talent yes it was you he bringing the, the well, band down no, no, a little bit i will say this like talent is one thing jake had commitment he he yeah, he always he that's worked worked and still works so hard at it like every day it's insane um, and yeah, he's amazing, but I, I did, I did at one point want to do it as a career. Um, I re- would recommend like, if we're, we're looking at young people, I, I recommend any young person to, uh, um, try out any instrument really drums is drum drumming is, is, is amazing. Um, it's a great way to vent frustrations and I, I don't know what else I can say about it, but definitely something that, I, that was a big part of my adolescence. Yeah, for my next hobby. Hold on. Well, I want to say one more thing. The only reason I stopped doing it is because I, I I stopped having access to a drum kit. And when, one day, oh, that is yeah. a dream of mine, is to get my own drum kit in a place where I can play without having neighbors be a bother and whatnot. But That's yeah. true. Coming from California, you only get one room. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, if you, if you were to sanction off a, a portion of the living room of the shared common areas for a drum kit nonetheless yeah. that's it's it's really selfish unless unless of course you were to get unless of course you were to get like those um i had what are those like, i had an electric the, yeah. kit it, it does yeah. it is not the same it's just not, not it was heartbreak. i sold it because it just it 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 didn't it wasn't fulfilling to play unfortunately mm, that sucks i will go to my next one one that you're familiar with but also down a different stream if you will uh poker Mm, now yes 
Uh, yes, uh, poker has been a hobby of mine. I think I've even mentioned it on previous podcast episodes where, yes, I thought of it as a possible career at some way, shape or form. Uh, I've thought of whenever it was, uh, whenever I was thinking about becoming an actor, I thought maybe I can be a dealer during the day if, or if nothing else. And then there was even times where I thought I could be a professional poker player. And I admittedly, Went to the casino uh, every day for about um, for about like four months, and I did wow. fairly well. Yeah, uh, it, and, and I actually I made a pretty fair and nice living, if I may say so myself. Uh, netted a profit. Uh, it was fine. My only problem was is I felt so I didn't feel as fulfilled mm-hmm. because it, it if I think it feels like if you if you're just not drawn to stocks or maybe even like accountancy where it's just once you kind of at least know what you're doing i i'd imagine there's really no conduit of creativity there's yeah, no it's, it's very it's all about the numbers at that point at that point it's all about the numbers there's real no real finesse now granted i find that the best aspect about poker for me i have a personal hmm i wonder if i have to be yeah, no, you know, it's a podcast and whatever. Come what may. I th- I have a personal poker game that I put on with a group of my friends. And honestly, just the, the camaraderie and the group element of poker far outweighs any amount of money. We don't even actually play for them a vast majority amount of money. And if anybody of legal standing is listening, it's actually really no money. It's just hugs and kisses all around. We all just, you know, oh, I'm <laughs> I owe you three hugs and four kisses later on. Yeah, yes. You're yes. you're you're really leading yeah, that's like verging on prostitution, Phil. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But it's not. But it's not. It's it's all above the waist. No, no hedge down below kisses. It's all it's all appropriate kisses. Nothing, nothing, nothing unconsensual or nothing. Anyways, but uh, it's it's a close it's a close group. And the reason why I love it so much is that as guys and maybe you'd understand maybe you you feel a similar way. I feel like there's not as many ways for like men groups of friends to really hang out outside of just a generic hangout. So, uh, and that's to say like women, I think can, it's more common to just kind of hang out. Maybe, um, I don't, I, I hate to be stereotypical, but like go to the mall grab lunch, um, just have parties, just really have fun. Like women know how to have fun guys. Like it's you, maybe one or two guys. And then I don't know, maybe go see a game, maybe a pub thing. I don't know. There's not a lot I found within my, what I could do in my life. And poker is one of those things where we have a, like a, a bi-weekly get together and it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it offers a lot of com- camaraderie and I have a lot of f- friendships and relationships that I have fostered throughout the years that I truly and honestly don't think I would have had and maintained to certainly the level that I have, if not for that game, that, that bi-weekly game that has been something of a, of a specialty in my life. And for that group of friends, it's, it's, I, I love everything about it. Would I recommend it to somebody younger again? If you know that you don't have like a gambling problem or something and you can just keep it fun and maybe you're somebody like me who looks for that social interaction that I can have with a big group of friends and just just kind of sit around and and also play a game. I think that that would certainly appeal to you and allow you to have that conduit again outside of gambling. So whenever I try to show poker to people, it's kind of daunting. People think it's complicated. Just give it a chance. It's actually not that not that complicated to learn 
how to how to play. Yeah, it's a it's a hard entry point. Yeah, but the part of the fun of poker is that over the years you will gain a style and you'll gain your own way of just really playing. the The fun is, I'd say, more so in the banter at the poker yes, table than absolutely. it is than yeah. it is really anything that's going on in the game. So uh, that's again. That's all all that I have to say about that. Go ahead, David. I actually, I think it leads me nicely into. I I, I want to kind of disagree. I think that I think that guys can can hang out and without uh, a a mode of entertaining themselves, um, like like a game. But that being said, I am a big lover of going to bars. I love being out. I'm a very extroverted, sociable person. Uh, I love being out at bars and stuff, and I love pool. Um, I love to play pool darts mm. too, but but really I'm I'm a big fan of like going to bar and and playing pool, uh, especially especially if if you're playing like doubles, you know. And I I like the banter, I like the competitiveness. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and it doesn't matter if you know if you can balance if you can balance if you find a group of four people to play doubles and you can balance the the skill level on on either team then uh it's usually pretty competitive there's potential for upsets i think it's a great way to spend an evening uh with some beers and or whatever you want to drink and uh yeah there's not a lot that i actually want to say about it but but pool is one of my one of my favorite ways to spend an evening you know, I don't, uh, being a person who doesn't drink a lot, uh, I, th- I think I've admitted that on this podcast. I mean, it's not like it's something, quote unquote, that I do need to admit. But as somebody who doesn't drink a lot, that the the bar option really is not really there for me because I feel like one of the appeals of a bar is a is that you have the possibility, if you want to, to socialize and interact beyond just whatever group you come with. And it's possibly um, you can meet a friend or a or a significant other, or a business contact, just because you're at a bar that night and you're sharing in an experience of watching or playing pool together, yada, yada, yada. Uh, And so since I don't drink, it kind of limits my ability to go to a bar and have fun. But underrated on there, bar food is tremendous. I I get the bar food. Bar food is... Look, I I mean, I would love... I would love... I just I I want to prove you wrong. I like I think that I think that bars like I I really think there's something there. I I don't like that they're that they're that anyone should feel pressure that they need to drink or that they they shouldn't be there because they're not drinking. They're not partaking in that part of the that part of the culture. Um, I don't know. I I think that there's something there for for people who who prefer not to drink alcohol or whatever. Yeah, uh, for me, the only times I feel really confident in doing that is if it's it's a assured gathering for a specific sports event for me at least and that's how i kind of feel comfortable whether it's a I, not a super bowl i would never go to like, a bar i mean for i'm not super really bowl talking about like buffalo but, wild wings i'm talking about like or, or no, david busters no, i'm no, talking no. about like a nice your local pub yeah your local a, bar with a with yeah. a pool table you know or a dartboard uh, absolutely yeah absolutely anyways um so my last one i i would say podcasting as we've kind of gone up in order it's kind of they're superfluous um uh, but I would say podcasting, but here we are. That would seem like cheating, right? So I'm going to go. I mean, we also to, hope to one day maybe make some money off of this. <laughs> that would be, that would be tremendous. But yeah. you know, that we're, we're putting into the future. Uh, but I'm going to go on something that I think you'll disagree with by me just saying it, but let me explain. Okay. I'm going to go with fantasy football. 
I, I don't think you... No, done... I don't disagree with that. Okay, because here's my thing, is that, yes, it's only a season, right? It's only a, a short set amount of time that I actually have dedicated to this. But one, for one, I'm a league commissioner. Uh, I have a certain group uh, social circle as well for that it's funny but i have a small social uh, group and circle for for that specific aspect of my life and i'm a commissioner so that means that on top of uh trying to be a good commissioner and create rules and create uh fun elements to incorporate it and then create uh, a way of of making everybody happy at any given point in time within the league. Uh, I also have to deal with the the day in and day outs of being a very dedicated uh, sports fan who also very much is dedicated into competitiveness. And so I'm consistently going and checking my lineup. I'm consistently checking the waiver wire. I'm consistently researching into these players. It's it's uh how do I put this? It's as close to a job as I can possibly make it without it actually being a job or anything that I'm required to do. I just I absolutely love it and each and every year it's so much fun. It's one el- one small element of it is uh me and my my best friend again David S uh, as we established in the last one. We have a yearly bet of since he's one of the the people in this league. And each and every year we have a yearly bet. We come up with it a, a new form of whatever the bet will take, but we face it off against each other yearly. We have one guaranteed matchup. And the loser of that matchup has to do something embarrassing. This past year, he has yet to pay it off, but this, this past year, the loser has to give a free car wash to anybody who might want it for an hour while wearing a seductive and suggestive bikini. So it's just each and every year it goes up, baby. It goes up. And I I love that there's so much that you can incorporate it and it, and it, and it meshes with my love of sports. So that, that's why I'm going to say fantasy football, uh, personally. God. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, my last one is, uh, touch rugby. Um, Oh yeah. I, um, Look, I, I, I would recommend rugby to anyone, but to me, like an actual team sport that you would join a club for or whatever, it's not, it's sort of veers away from being a hobby. Um, touch rugby, I think if you've, if there is a group in your city or something or a, a rugby club, an official rugby club or whatever that hosts touch rugby on Thursday nights or something, it is one of the most fun things that you can do that is insanely good fitness as well. Everyone who whom I've ever showed touch rugby to has loved it. It's such I'm a curious, fun game. I don't know much, if anything at all about rugby, but is rugby the one where you all get in that huddle and you kind of do whatever that is, the whole shimmy of as a collective group. Is that no. what that is? Well, I mean, yes, no, which one is that? Yes, one? But no, <laughs> so they do. So they do. There's so no, what I'm saying there's is- no shimmy. It's not a huddle. It's uh, it's eight guys on each team. Um, pushing pushing against each other to try to win you're not making win this ball. any better okay you're whatever. not making anyway, this any better but what i'm we're saying talking about no, touch no, no, i'm not even tra- we're talking about i'm not trying to make this funny i'm not trying to shame you what i'm more so saying what i'm getting to the point is is i cannot imagine being that close like ear to ear moist sweat just just you know your sweat dripping into into my earlobe because we're we're huddled up in this in this you know cuddle stop, puddle of, of sweat and emotion like and bouncing grip. from side to side yeah, no no, it just this this I can kind of now now that I'm doing it more and more as this podcast is going on, I can feel why you'd like this. This is an attractive. This feels good. This feels right. But but being sweaty with somebody else doing this, 
I mean, this has got to be somebody close. You're, like just just you and me doing this, but not like seven other guys doing it. Ugh. You're making me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I'm making myself uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's it's like trust me, I've played, I've played in many different positions, and it's really, uh, it's really not a big deal. Um, but I'm talking about touch rugby. So there's no scrum. There's no. Uh, there's no um, tackling. There's literally just a, a hand to the the arm or the chest sure. or whatever you happen to reach out and uh, and make contact with, and that sort of stops that play. Um, it's incredibly fast paced. It's amazing fitness. There's a lot of running backwards, which is very tiresome. Um, it's a look. I I think the culture around rugby. The re, what I got into. Why I got into rugby. Obviously, because I'm from South Africa, and that's the 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 main sport you know amongst my family and and people in South Africa so um that's how I got into it but the culture around rugby is better I think than any other sport in terms of sportsmanship and and respect and and courteousness and like like if you watch soccer it's just it always always takes takes me a minute to get used to it with all the the players like screaming at the referee and swearing and and in, in rugby you can't do that because the ref is wearing a mic which is not unlike American football it's the mic is always on and you can always hear it and and you'll see you'll hear these guys that it's like yes sir sorry sir all right sir um and uh and and it's like that even even in the lower levels when I played at university um uh, there was no TV, there was no microphone on the ref, but it's still, yes, sir, sorry, sir. Um, it's very respectful. Like the, the culture around rugby is, is one of true sportsmanship. And I don't see that in a lot of, in a lot of others, in any other sports, really not to that level. And, and you, you chuckled there. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure well, why. Uh, because no, it, you, you, I just, I just, I, I imagine you watching and just enjoying like, like some guys like, Hey, what are you watching? And you're just like the respect, <laughs> the respect this guy has for the ref is just, God, he's just like, he's leading the league in respect. Look, I, look, just, that, I think that, this that, is, I, I think this is a sport that you might actually really enjoy. Um, I, I agree, but I, I, again, yeah, I imagine so, the scene, okay. I, it's not me setting out to, to, uh, make fun or make light of you. It just, I, anyway. you set the scene so beautifully that it, it created an image for me. It's That's it's all. a tremendous sport. Um, it has a it has a World Cup. If if that if there's any way to get into it, that's the way to get get into it. There's a different version of the sport, which is kind of like it's it's a shorter game, fewer people in the team oh. in the Olympics this summer. So check that out, maybe. But but none of those those are all contact rugby. I'm talking uh, my the one that I chose for my hobby is touch rugby, which is easy for anybody to get into. It's 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 genderless. Um, I've played uh, in like I've d- gone to touch rugby sessions with with um, with men, women, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's there's no because there's no um, l- no actual hard tackling. There's no need for that, right? So it's it's oh, a yeah. lot of fun, and I would recommend it to anybody, young or old or whatever. This is a brand new mini segment. You can't handle the truth. Uh, the, the idea is we'll, we're each going to ask the other a question and the answer just can be anything except the correct answer. Anything but the truth. All right. Sounds good. Do you do you wish to start, David, or shall sure, I? Shall sure, I ask I'll, my first I'll, question? I'll, go for, I'll, I'll ask first. Phil, my question for you is cow tipping is very popular in the U.S., right? So uh, how should one tip a cow? Well, first of all, you got to find your most obese cousin and you 
<laughs> has to be a cousin right like it's very important it's a detail that's very important yeah, it cannot yeah, be an I'm, uncle or a sister or, or it has aunt, to be no. a cousin it has to be a cousin or else i mean and if god forbid that you have no aunts or uncles to have given <laughs> to have given birth to any kids you are plumb out of luck my friend so uh, luckily <laughs> luckily though that's why it that's why it originated in the south is because everybody there has a lot of kids has a lot of it's it's, in the, it's in the culture yeah it has a lot of cousins they marry some of them you know that's all that that's all it and uh, and so anyways so you what you want to do is you want to make sure that you find the, your 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 biggest cousin, uh, who uh, who has a lot of of who has a lot of eating issues, and then you you make sure that they're dead asleep. Like you have to like I would even suggest post uh, Thanksgiving dinner because that's usually a pretty heavy nap, a pretty heavy slumber. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to shimmy shimmy their mattress out from underneath them. And what you're going to want to do is kind of like a taco, just sort of, just sort of like vibrate it. Just, just, you know, just rub it around. Just, just, just make sure that until they finally are horizontal, no longer vertical on the mattress, their head may actually be tipping, if you will, over the side of the mattress. And that's considered cow tipping. Wow. David, my question for you, how can one avoid dehydration when crossing a desert? To avoid dehydration crossing a desert, um, you'd be tempted to find a well. Don't. It's a it's a trap. People fall down it's wells a, all the rob. people fall down wells all the time. No one has ever mm. successfully actually pulled water out from a well. What I you pulled want, water out of some interesting places in my life. Yeah. <laughs> what you what you want to do is um, is bring <laughs> is, is is bring Fergie with you. Because as you know, camels store uh, moisture in their oh humps. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and Fergie is the uh, leading expert in the world on humps. All right. This is once more and um, kind of in line with our main topic where we talked about hobbies Activities, if you like. Um, I thought maybe we could talk about what you might, uh, what activities you might bring to a first date. Yeah. <laughs> some uh, some guidelines here. And we want to talk about our go-tos and our avoid at all costs. And then, um, and then, <laughs> and then I got a little surprise at the end that we might want to talk about. Fantastic. Uh, can I? Do you mind if I start? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, by all means, I want to, I, a huge, humongous, that uh, cannot state it enough, disclaimer, each and every person you date is different. So this is just a, yes. a, something of a soft guideline that I would provide for me, from my point of view, that I'm giving. Not every person's the same, so I'm not, make sure that it's always special and curated to the person that you are seeing or intend to see or asking to see or going on with, whatever it is. This is just a, a soft guideline. And even then, when I'm just fitting it within this range. So this is me. This is my, like, what I first think of, and then from there, things block. Awesome. Here we go. My go-to interactive places. So in my younger days, I would have gone to Dave and Buster's. That's local here in the States. It's a place where you go and play games. It's like an adult Peter Piper pizza. 
I know what you're thinking right here. I know what you're thinking, David, and I can see your, your, I actually wanted your fucking to bring little smirk. <laughs> yeah, your fucking little smirk over there. I, I came up with this idea. We have a mutual friend, yes. and I'm not going to say who. We have a mutual friend who claims to own this and still claims to own this, but I would say we've outgrown that. But I, I hope so. <laughs> yes, but... I came up with this. It's not, it's, uh, I'm the founder of this nugget of knowledge why, that know. at a certain... I, I believe you, but I don't yeah. know why you're so proud of that fact. No, 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 no. I'm saying in a certain age group, okay. that's what it is. Okay. Like, like that's, I mean, shoot, if you take a, if you take a date to Peter Piper Pizza and you're like, I don't know, pre-high school, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, like, that's, you know, you, hey, yeah, mom, bring over some high C orange, please. Here we go, baby. Like, what can I get? Oh, else can I get you? But if you're a Dave and Buster's, it's like the grown-up version of that. And so now, as you grow up, I still, the idea's there where you need to have yes. something interactive together. Okay. You can, whether or not it's like at the mall, you play huge figurine life pieces of chess where they're like as tall as you. And then you're doing that like Harry Potter wannabes, or you're, I don't know, you're, you're, you're making up your own hack of potato uh, sack potato race, something interactive, something that you both can be a part of and talk about. And that's my, that's my go-to. Go ahead. Okay. My go-to, I, I agree with you. Um, I, Interactive, I'll take it one further. I think that it's nice to have a healthy sort of healthy level of competition involved. You know, when you can go to the movies and that gives you something to talk about. That's great. You can go to dinner. Best way to get to know one another is, is just through conversation. So dinner's great. But but if you can add an element of competition of like something, something that you can be doing, even if the conversation falls flat. And sometimes it does. Even if the date's going great, sometimes there's a lull, you know. So I I love mini golf i think it's a cliche from the movies but i think it actually is a lot of fun and i'll bring it back again pool or darts or anything that 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 you know where you guys can play a game and be competitive in a friendly uh way and maybe share drinks and conversation while you're doing that i think that's the ideal because obviously you do get that com competitive thing at dave and buster's but i think there's something fundamentally unromantic about being surrounded by screaming <laughs> eight-year-olds and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Where would you avoid at all costs, David? Is it is it Dave and Buster's? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Well, okay, wow. no, I mean, avoid Brutal. at all costs. I, I think that, I think that the movies is is not a first date thing. I think that I, I thought you're not you might actually go getting way. to know one another. The only way it works, I think, is if you do yes. do dinner or something else afterwards. But if it's just a movie and then like a dry a, a walk home. I think that you're missing out on the opportunity to actually opportunity to actually get to know one another, uh, one another, you know? Yeah, I thought you might go this way. So that's my number one. But uh, two, a hangout that includes any amount of friends or really oh, anybody, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. never bring somebody else, you know, like uh, I, I don't care what it is. Uh, just bringing somebody. Hey, I'm going to a family reunion. Would you like to? No, 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 no. Yeah. Whatever it is, it needs to be just you two. So mm -hmm. don't bring any friends or be like, oh, yeah. my best friend. That kills My the best friend's going to just join us. It yes, kills the absolutely. Romance. And it, even if your intentions are pure, if it, it at least you have to work against that for the rest of the date. So also whatever. I, lunch, lunch is always go for dinner. Really, lunch, lunch is well. Oh, at for a dinner. push, fine. Or for, uh, for a date. Yeah. yeah, at a push, fine. But dinner is always better than lunch. Uh, lunch is just less romantic. A third date. Are we going to third date? So, so, is that no, no, no. So this is this is the surprise that I had for you. So when okay when is it appropriate? to do the deed is it the Ooh. is it first date third date oh fifth date one month six months <laughs> for me since i'm uh 
since right now I'm a, I'm well, I guess not right now, but I'm a, I identify as a heterosexual man. Uh, I'm for my rules. Uh, I know that it changes in the, the gay community. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure. So I'm just speaking from, from a heterosexual man's point of view. It's whenever she wants for me, from how I, how I feel about it. Fair enough. Is, um, I, I have a story of a friend of mine. I won't, I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, if he's listening, he'll, he'll probably know this. Uh, no, this is him. Uh, he said to his uh, now fiance uh, when they first started dating. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he said to her, we're not going to have sex for six months. I think it was six months. And she was like, wow. what? <laughs> and he was like, that's how we're going to get to know each other. And I'm sure it was difficult. And I'm sure it made when it finally happened, made it made it incredible but i mean what a commitment to make to actually actually getting i'm not saying that this is for everybody you know i might say i might say that one month (laughs) or two months might be more reasonable sure time frame but i I, i'm i think i'm with you i think i'm with you i think uh a few dates whenever both people feel feel comfortable with it but i think it's a it's an interesting idea to really push it and make it the only the only problem i actually have with it is not not the idea itself really it, it's more so that it feels like a compromise between waiting for marriage and not and so I, therefore I that's kind of where okay i mean i can see that i, I don't think i don't think it's it's like i don't think it necessarily has to be like that though i i, I suppose either way i i think if if it feels like an unreasonable compromise whereas i think that if you're looking for for that like it just it just seems like why, why, why arbitrarily six months? I, I guess I don't know. That's my, that's my personal opinion. Whatever. Not that anybody asked. So thank you. Hello and welcome back to uh, the Power Podcast. Uh, I am here with Hoffman, and the reason why I have to make a special announcement about that, as uh, you're listening on, is that we have, are joined by a guest, not for the entirety of the podcast today, but just for the game. I think that that's a format that we both agree, Hoffman, that we want to include. We want to bring somebody in here to help mellow out the, the competitive levels, help make sure that it's all on the up and up, and gives us a barometer, if you will, of where to where we are competitively. Somebody who, who will validate either of our opinions... <clears throat> That somebody <coughs> is not <coughs> making <coughs> horrible games um, and just making them in completely hard and unnecessarily complex. I'd like complex. everyone to, to note the complaining going on on that. No, I end. just, I swear to Literally God, like two hard games, and I, and he's like done. I swear to God, he's like, I'm just, I need a friend on the podcast with me. I swear to God, I'm just, I'm just, I have this like thing in the back of my throat. Uh, it's cheating. <coughs> Anyways, uh, so. With that being said, uh, we are bringing onto the podcast today my near and dear friend Jenny Reiner. Welcome, Jenny. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming apart uh, and being a part of the podcast. Uh, we'll we'll thanks get into for coming apart. Yeah. No. Thanks for coming apart. Emotionally, <laughs> this is all just a this is all just a big ploy to get you to talk and mentally break down on the podcast. You know, for the ratings. That's all we that's all we care about here. I hope I've made my quiz extra was as easy as as i wanted to make it this week and i hope you destroy philip today okay i'll i'll try i'll try my best i guess (laughs) yes all right david go ahead and explain the rundown since this week is your game your your game format all right i like to keep it I, i i wanted to come back to something simple something that we 
did more at the beginning of the podcast when we first started. And this is a multiple choice, five questions, four option, multiple choice options per question. And because this week we we're talking about hobbies and activities, I thought maybe I would do mine kind of sports based, which would maybe hopefully make Phil as less likely to complain as I could possibly make him. Yeah, let's see how racing cheetahs does me. Let's go. (laughs) I I, I see what you're going to do. We're going to be racing bullfrogs here and they'll be like, all right, give me your best bullfrog knowledge. And I'll I'll just I'll just have an (laughs) intimate advantage over Jenny in that category. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Okay. (laughs) Okay. here we go. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. First question. How many dimples do golf balls have on average? Is it five, 24, 336, or 1,600? Jenny, since you're our guest, why don't you go first? Hmm, interesting. A, a nice wide variety of numbers. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to go with, um, my gut says B, 24. And my gut says a lot of things whenever I'm uh, waking up in the morning, which is right around this time. But I will go with 300, the whatever option C was, 277. Yeah, three, 336, yep. and that's yeah, correct. Precisely what I Phil. said. Woo! 336. I'd say suck go. that, Jenny, but really, it's David who I have a vitriol for, not you, Jenny, whatsoever. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> okay. Question two Olympic gold medals are predominantly made of what medal? Solid gold, sterling silver, copper, or uranium? I'll go first this time, Jenny, so that way the advantage isn't held to one person here. I'm going to go with, uh, it was gold, sterling silver, copper was C? Yes. I'm going to go with C. D was uranium. I bet it was in my anium. All right, go ahead, Jenny, your turn. I'm going to go with C. Um, I will, let's see here. I will have to also pick C, copper. Wow, both wrong, actually. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> sterling silver. Oh. Oh, I, yeah, I knew I knew it definitely wasn't gold. That's the one thing I did know. I, I thought it was either lead or uh or obviously copper. So oh well. Mm. On well they definitely go. played it in gold. Right. All right. The nineteen twenty Summer Olympics were co hosted by two countries. The first Olympics to be co hosted by two countries. One of them was the Netherlands, which is the country I'm in now. Yay. Uh, what was the other? Was it A, Australia, B, Brazil, C, the UK, or D, Belgium? Jenny, you're, you go first on this one. Uh, would you mind saying the answers one more time? Yeah. Um, so the first country was the Netherlands. What was the other? Australia, Brazil, the UK, or Belgium? My gut feeling says Belgium, D. This is not to uh, gain a competitive advantage. That was my uh, uh, answer as well. I'm going to go with D, Belgium, right behind Jenny. Both correct, both redeemed. Um, Yes! Yep. So you both, both, um, Philip, you're on two. Sorry, no. Yep. Yes, you're on two. There you go. All right, now question four. Other than golf, what Olympic sport has been quote-unquote played on the moon oh is it javelin high jump hurdles or ten thousand meter <laughs> uh wow okay i'll go first here jenny i i mean i feel like by definition 
it has to be high. well i guess if you get too far in a high jump those jetpacks won't get you back down uh, you know what i'm gonna go uh what was what was c again the options were javelin high jump hurdles or 10,000 meter hurdles being you know what? Where you, i'm gonna sprint but with the hurdles you know as a dear dear friend <laughs> of mine has once said and haven't we all i'm gonna stick with d <laughs> go ahead jenny you you follow that <laughs> um my gut feeling says um i don't think it was a no it wouldn't have been a um i'm gonna say uh so there's high jump there's hurdle and there's ten thousand meter um i'm gonna go with b high jump that would have been my second second guess as well, but uh, the correct answer um, is javelin. Actually, oh, they used a, they used a that... pole from the, one of their science experiments, and and they threw javelin. Yeah, that's incredibly um, dangerous. Just, Holy just, crap! You said ten thousand meter, Phil. Yeah, you realize that's six miles. Hey, I mean, if you can jump forward and land on the moon and just do wheelies with your jetpack, I so, would do that. So and... you think that they wasted oxygen running six miles on the moon? Yes, David. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> wouldn't we all? I know if your your little pasty white ass was up there, you'd be like, well, I got to do my morning run. And you would just enjoy it. So that's why. And I thought that you would sympathize hey, I'm with only, running. I'm only pasty white in the winter, okay? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, okay. Jenny thinks uh, I'm well, so what is abusive. The score now? What yeah. is the score? It is two <laughs> no, to one. Yeah, it's uh, it's still two to one because neither one of okay. us got javelin, so we remain at a no. at a stagnant yeah. score okay. of two to one. What is the average lifespan of an MLB baseball? Is it six pitches, one inning, one game, or one series? I'll start first since I have a lead here, and that way Jenny can uh, <clears throat> play some some competitive uh, strategy behind me. I'm going to go with, um, which wasn't a shot at her. It was just more so I actually did have a cop that time. I'm going to go with a six pitches, I believe was the, was a, a, yes, that was a, and then Jenny, what, what say you behind me? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, def- I definitely am feeling a or B. I'm not quite sure yet. Well, Jenny, if I may, if I may be so bold, in order, since you are one behind me, the only way to force a tiebreaker would be to go the opposite answer of me or a different answer than me. Just just as a just as a heads up, a forewarning, if you will. Okay, All right. In that case, I will go with an inning. B. I, I hate to say it, but Phil was correct. Yeah. Six pitches. Oh, so you answer. lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know, but you I threw me off, buddy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I didn't know. Can I? Can I? Out of curiosity, give you guys the tiebreaker just to see what would have happened. Sure, absolutely. Sure. Okay, so I. The question is: For how many events will the 2020 Summer Olympics award medals? So how many events are there that the 2020 Summer Olympics will award medals for? Whoever is closest, closest. Would, would have won. Okay, yeah. so uh, since Jenny would have forced the tie, she would have gone first. So Jenny, what? Uh, how? what's a nice solid number? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question again? <laughs> yeah. For, so how, how many events will the 2020 Summer Olympics award medals for? My gut feeling says 200. Ooh, you know what? If we're going to go closest, so I'm either going to go up or below Jenny, and I don't think it's up, so I'm going to go with 199. <laughs> and Jenny would have won. It's actually 300. Whoa, 
39. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Lucky, lucky you got that question right yes. at the end there, Phil. You are the winner despite that. Yes. Uh, well done. Any oh. complaints? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, really rude that you started out with dimples. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> my game. Uh, David, you blessed me with a lovely little game last week, which the people had come to my resounding defense for you making an extremely difficult game while I lobbed you lollipops. Again, I really want to thank you for that. So while I apologize to Jenny for this, I want to return the favor in kind, and since I know just how big of a share fan you are, David, borderline obsessive, really, I have built a game around share. Thank you again, David. Oh, my goodness. Shall we begin? <laughs> Uh, according to first question, here we go. According to Billboard.com, which which mm. song is Cher's seventeenth hottest song? Is it A. Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down? B. You Better Sit Down, Kids? C. We All Sleep Alone? Or D. I Found Someone? Again, that's Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. B. You Better Sit Down, Kids? C. We All Sleep Alone? Or D. I found someone. And just for clarification's sake, these are all real share songs. So uh, okay. take that for what it is. Okay. Uh, first, we will start with Jenny, as always, the lovely Jenny Reiner. Uh, what is uh, what is your answer, Jenny? Well, thank you, first off. And then my uh, answer, uh, my gut feeling is feeling A. Uh, bang, bang, my baby shot me down. What a good feeling. And yes. Mm. Go ahead, David. Which one are you going to go with? I'm going to go with C, whatever C was. Whatever the hell C was. We all sleep alone. <laughs> and you both are incorrect. It was, you better sit down, kids. Oh, dang it, David. I really thought you had that one. What is the seventh song <laughs> listed on Cher's Immortal Heart of Stone album? Is it A, Emotional Fire, <laughs> B, Just Like Jesse James, C, Heart of Stone, or D, You Wouldn't Know Love? Again, all real share songs. One more time for uh, Jenny, because of course she's the only one here who isn't enamored with share. Uh, A, emotional fire. B, just like Jesse James. C, heart of stone. Or D, you wouldn't know love. We're going to start with you, David. You go ahead and start us out. Oh, you're so fucking petty. Um, I'm just going to go with B. B, just like Jesse James. How ironic. Jenny, please enlighten us. <laughs> Um, my gut feeling is C, Heart of Stone. Heart of Stone, the namesake of the album. Unfortunately, and I'm surprised David missed this one. It was like right there. This is his favorite album. Uh, you both were wrong. It was A, <laughs> Emotional Fire. Emotional Fire. Kind of like... Gosh, that was my second guess. Dang it. Kind of like how I feel after a big uh, meal of crab. C, or the third question. Here we go. How many tours has the legendary Cher done as a solo artist? Not how many tours has David seen of her, but just how many tours has she done <laughs> as a solo artist? Seven. B is 11. C is 16. Or D, 21. Again, seven, 11, 16, or 21. We will start with you again, Jenny. Okay. Um, my gut feeling is feeling C, 16. 16. David? You know, I would have gone with the 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 max twenty one, but the, you say solo artist. Yeah, solo artist specifically. Yeah, so maybe just maybe I'm maybe maybe I'll go with eleven. Maybe as in you are definitely choosing eleven. Yes, I'm going oh, with eleven. Okay, <laughs> just to just to be clear before I give you the answer. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Oh. Can I change my answer? Absolutely. 
Um, I will also join on 11. That is, B. that's fair. All right. And you both are incorrect still. Uh, <laughs> and I realize the urge to go after David with his infinite, infinite amount of uh, share knowledge, but uh, you, you missed this one. Uh, it is only seven actually since 1979. Oh, wow. Yes. She, she is well-traveled, but uh, low in quantity. Only seven. Hmm. Yes. Uh, and last, uh, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the fourth question. Here we go. At least, meaning what is the lowest amount, at least uh, the least amount of movies that we can confirm that Cher has been in as of the recording of this podcast. At least the least amount of number of movies that we can confirm Cher has been. Is it A, 7, B, 17, C, 27, or D, 37? And I believe it goes to uh, Jenny? Am I correct in that? No, it's it would be It's David. Okay. Okay, go ahead, David. Okay. What are the options again? It's 7, 17, 27 and 37. Oh, okay. That's pretty easy to yes. remember. Um I mean 37 sounds like an awful lot for someone who's not technically an actress, I would say maybe Okay, I'm just going to go with 17. 17, he chooses B. Jenny, which direction are you going in? I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go with A. A, seven. And you both swung and miss. It is actually <laughs> C, 27. Man, I wish I could have just... It seems like this this tri- trivia questions are just a little hard for you guys. David, I'm so sorry. I just... Oopsies. Next one. How many Grammys does Cher have? This one, you guys actually might have a, a shot at getting here. I've got no... Okay, right. okay. A, one. B, Three, C, five, or D, seven. Let's start out with you, Jenny. How okay, many Grammys? Okay, so my question yes. is, um, are we considering ones that she could have potentially won with other people, other artists? Yeah, I know. Or are these just ones that she won independently? You know what? I'm not... I'm thinking it's just her. Whenever I looked at the Grammys official website, it only had her listed. So I'm going to go with as a solo artist. Okay, and then would you, sorry, would you repeat the options Absolutely. one more time? How many Grammys does Cher have? A, one, and you know what, just one, three, five, or seven. Hmm, okay. Um, my gut says that she's been around for a very, very long time now. A seven-decade career, yeah. Massive success. Um, so I'm feeling D, seven. I'm not going to make the joke. Seven. Go ahead, Hopkins. <laughs> I love one. Yeah. Oh, I destroyed David. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, which which was your answer, David? <laughs> what is wait? One, uh, okay. three, uh, five. Do and I seven. go for something different, or do I count on the tiebreaker? Now I'm curious. Do you do you have what is your feeling? What is like? Do you believe Jenny is correct? I I do. I I, I think that that's probably yeah, but. You don't know if you want to risk it, it all in the yeah, tiebreaker. I mean, I don't, I've never, never, as much as I love the Oscars, I've never, ever followed the Grammys. And I'm good with that. Uh, I'm going to go with, se- I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to, I'm going to. All right. So you both, the tiebreaker. you have insured, yes, you have insured a tiebreaker. And uh, it wouldn't have mattered really unless you hit the right answer, which neither one of you did. Uh, it was. <laughs> Which, which is uh, the real answer is one. She only has one, and uh, it's for the, it's for her most famous solo song. Jenny, do you know it? Do you know it? 
Oh, there's there's a lot though. There is, um, there is, but it's it's her most famous one. It's just but uh, there's one. Yeah, give us give us the bar, Jenny. Give us it. Is it? Do you well, my, my brain instantly goes to. No. Yeah. Do you believe in love after love? God bless you, Jenny. This is why we bring you on. God bless it. We need it. Just for my share impression. That's Ab- all you bring me on for. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we go to the tiebreaker here, which does matter. Which does matter. So, uh, how much? Is Cher's net worth as of this recording? So uh, since since Jenny is our guest, and since neither of you have uh, have forced the tie, really, I'm going to give it to you, Jenny. Do you want to go first or second? I would like to go second. Second, please. David, set us up with a number uh, closest without going over. I'm going to set that as my tiebreaker. Closest oh, without God. going over. Damn it. Net worth. I'm going to go with $25 million. $25 million. He sets it up at $25 million. Jenny, which yes. number will you go with? Um, I'm feeling a little bit higher, to be honest. Okay. Um, let's do uh, $42 million. $42 million. And the winner, we do have a winner, is Jenny Reiner. But both of you are absolutely low. She, I mean, come on, seven decades. You'd hope that you can get a little bit more than that. $360 million. Oh, you know, I kind of just, I kind of just assumed living in Vegas for so Mm. long that, that a lot of it might've been squandered. I, I don't, I really don't, I hate to spoil Phillips, uh, Phillips little ruse here, but I actually don't know that much about (laughs) share. So (laughs) although when I was, when I was like four years old, I believe was like my favorite song. Oh, who's whose wasn't it? That that song rocks. That song is absolutely yeah. killing it. So unfortunately, much to David's chagrin, he does not win this week. Jenny wins, and this is why we bring in the guests to even it out. God bless you, Jenny. You have done exactly as our forefathers have told. Bless you. You have <laughs> you have fulfilled your life's work. How does it feel now that you've made it on the podcast and walk away victorious? It feels it feels really good. Mm. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And in all sincerity, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jenny. We really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Any uh, anything that you are uh, anything that you want to promote that we can uh, help get the word out for? Um, no, nothing at this time, unfortunately. All right. Just, um, but definitely stay tuned if you, if anyone follows my platforms, yes. I don't know. Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> Jenny is a, is a local actor here in, uh, in my neck of the woods, David, in Arizona. So for any casting directors that are obviously listening and uh, maybe now shares agent, we've got, uh, we've got <laughs> yeah. Jenny Ryder oh, for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. For your, for your loving interest. So thank you so much. And we move along. All right, and with that game, I am at three and five lifetime in the during this podcast, and David is now four and four, and even five hundred. All right, welcome back to that slaps, slappity slaps. Um, kind of a, I think a, one of our favorite little parts of the show here. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, we're going to bring you guys some entertainment every week. You know the drill. I'm going with a song this week and uh, took the opportunity to choose one of my favorites uh, of the past year, two years. It's called Fun and it is by Sir Sly, a band that Philip and I both both enjoy, I think. 
Yes, yes, very nice, very nice. Uh, and it will make it onto the new, newly curated, informed uh, Spotify playlist, playlist, right? Yeah, there's a post on our Instagram, and that shows the name of the playlist. It's called That Slaps! Exclamation mark by Powwow Podcast. And I actually also created a list on Letterboxd of all the movies that slap. Ooh, look at that. We also have that available to you, and you have one now that you will need to add because my That Slaps, I watched one of the uh, Oscar contenders, my last film of the best category, uh, best film category. I watched The Father, mm. and to say That Slaps almost feels almost feels just just awful about it because it is, it is one of the most brilliant interpretive th- films that I've yeah. seen in quite oh a God. while. I, it, that's not, yeah, it's, take aside the quality of the film overall, just at the very concept of it and the the execution of that concept is brilliant. It certainly slaps, and uh, I, I I'm not doing a podcast about it anywhere, so that's why I feel like I at least need to say it. I think what's note we'll talk about this next week. I'm sure, or aspects of this next yeah. week. Uh, what what really was notable for me is the storytelling through editing, the way that that story is told through the editing, and that's that's obviously a car- um, a category at the Oscars to look out for. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We certainly thank you for uh, subscribing and listening to all of our old episodes, listening to any and all upcoming episodes that we have coming up here. Thank you so much for Tara Amstutz for coming up and uh, designing with our uh, graphic designs. I It's not the proper verbiage of it. I'm so thankful, though, that I can't even think correctly. So thank you so much, though. I genuinely mean that. We genuinely mean it. It's absolutely beautiful, riveting. I take days off just to look at it. Yeah. And she- Shout out, big shout out to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corlang for all the music that you hear on this show. We're very, very grateful. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to that podcast, wherever this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be app, uh, iTunes, uh, whether that be Spotify, pretty much anywhere except for Pandora. Screw you, Pandora. Is that a b- 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 bear? <laughs> <laughs>